pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello to you. I am Simon Byron. And I am Anne Scantlebury. Three out of three. Good yeah, job. Well Congratulations. Done. Dry mouths as well. <laughs> Steve was giving us some radio tips 12 yeah. years well, after we, we were, started. We were told, weren't we, uh, once that we should have dry toast. I don't remember that. I do remember the advice that uh, Joe Cornish gave us, which was uh, treat your listeners as if you're talking to um, a small child. Really? That doesn't put that down. <laughs> put that down. No, you can't have that. Play with the thing I've just bought you <laughs> rather than those USB leads, etc. How's your daughter? <laughs> Doing those things. Uh, she's good, thank you. We went to Portugal last week, Ooh. Uh, so which was good. So yeah, very much enjoyed it. We uh, didn't do a show. No, I heard about that. this. Who was, uh, what was up? Who was absent? It was sick. <coughs> what did you have? Uh, co- like, you know that cough I just had? Yeah. That, but worse. Oh. Can you imagine? I was awful. chatting to a colleague today who didn't come into work. Wasn't in work on Friday either. Uh, so what's up? He said, um, all sorts of leakages. All sorts of leakages. Oh, that's So I'm, nice. I'm pleased to hear that yes. you didn't have that. No, just a little... Are you feeling better now, though, Anne? I'm all right. I'm still a little... I, I would say I'm about 10% off not. 10% there. Okay. Soon, though. Soon. It's good, because you normally operate at about 120%. Yeah, yeah, so I'm only 110 right now. Yeah. You didn't fancy doing the show on your own? I sort of did. Okay. But I do remember the last time I did one show, because I thought, I remember maybe a couple of years ago, I was like, I'm going to do this once Steve left. Yeah. Uh, and, and try and do a whole show, just monologuing for a while. And I got through it, but I'm not sure how many of our listeners did. Okay. So I thought, yeah, we'll just take a we'll take a week off. It had been a, you know, been a tough start to the season, so we deserved a... I was yeah. very nervous to start the show. He was great, wasn't he? He was fantastic. Yeah. I was worried. I was worried. I, I, I mentioned this on uh, on Facebook to my, you know, the inner circle mm-hmm. of friends. I must must get around to adding you, Anne. Um, Wait, I'm on. I, I thought I, w- I was doing a little joke. I, uh, thought I was Simon. I had a bit of a man crush. I do have a bit of a man crush mm. on Ian Dunt. Uh, I like him an awful lot, and so I was very nervous. And, and I was thinking, like, what if he's awful in in, uh, <laughs> in real life? But thankfully, he wasn't. But I've decided I'm not going to get anybody on that I like anymore. Good. And with Good that too. in mind, <laughs> great. <laughs> great. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, with that in mind, we've we've invited. Actually, uh, no, I do like George. I like George an awful <laughs> lot. Uh, it's George Perkins from Super Rare Games. Hello, George. Hey, how are you guys doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Had a had a nice uh, nice weekend playing Spider Man. So okay, always always gonna be good. Everyone's playing Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's playing the puddles. It? No, it's I don't. So you know, I'm waiting for it to come out on Switch. Right, <laughs> it's perfect for Switch. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. a you know, it'll take a while. I think. Uh, 
Okay, are we going to find out more about George now or after the no, news? No, later. I think let's All keep right. our listeners in suspense. Exactly, that's how you should do it. But, uh, <laughs> we're going to kick off, as we always do, Anne, with your news. It's 7.04 on Monday the 24th of September. I'm Anne Scanthbury and this is the news. Developer Telltale Games let the majority of its staff go this week. 25 employees will remain at the company to fulfil the company's obligations to its board and partners. Last November, the developer cut down its workforce, saying it was to deliver fewer, better games with a smaller team. Also this week, Capcom Vancouver, uh, developer of the Dead Rising games, was shut with only a small number of staff remaining until January to finalise closure operations and logistics. So I found out about this on the way home from Marioki. Yes. Yeah, it was properly shocking. Yeah. Uh, and I think everyone everyone in video games was super surprised as well, I guess because it's not been that long since their last round of redundancies. Mm. Well, yeah, so last November, obviously, they uh, made some changes. They were going to try and do things with a smaller team. But I think they also um, announced recently some really interesting new games. The um, Stranger Things game with Netflix. They were going to continue doing the, uh, was it the Minecraft? Minecraft with Netflix mo- yeah. as well. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a real shame. They were obviously trying to get more things in to get things to work and then apparently only the uh walking dead and minecraft games uh made a profit yeah that's what i've been i've been hearing as well is that the truth of the matter is um while it is believed that they were being run uh prior to the november redundancies incredibly inefficiently and there were some sort of internal problems at the studio uh, the actual core problem is that they've just not been selling enough games, which, you know, right at the start of uh, Telltale's sort of life, they were critical darlings, right? And all the way through, they've had quite a lot of support from the press, and I think that's given a lot of people the wrong impression, which is that the games are really, really selling as well. But actually, they've kind of been rolling from one project to another, and there's only been a couple of them that have been successful. And it feels like this uh, most recent one, which was it Batman? Uh, yeah, which came Batman out recently, second series, yeah. was kind of their... Last, last yeah. roll of the dice and, I, and these new projects were based on the idea that hopefully this one will be the one this one will do as well as the previous ones and that'll fund the next ones but ultimately they ran out of time it seems yeah and I, I don't know I think they uh, their mo- most recent games failed to live up to the promise and the thing that I spotted as a consumer is that uh, anytime they did a new uh, title obviously ep- episodic is that by the time the fifth version had come out the fifth episode the first episode was always free by then mm. and you'd mm. always been able to buy it at 50 60 percent off uh before they'd completed the series mm. um <coughs> and the other thing i find very strange at the moment is you can still buy the walking dead the final se- final season uh today mm-hmm. uh they closed on thursday or they announced closure right. and i think they've, they've they've said that they aren't finishing this game yeah, yeah they, they said that they said that effectively it's gonna be just yeah, end mid-season, which is crazy. But, but it's still selling it for like you still buy it on <laughs> uh, on digital stores to this day. Isn't the reduced first price episode problem uh, sort of a problem with the way these things are sold? In that when you if you're selling things episodically, presumably buyers are going to tail off throughout that season you know just naturally and ideally you want to keep those numbers as high as possible but by the end your numbers have fallen so much that you're like we need to bring more people in yeah. which means discounting the yeah. first episode um i'm not sure how you no, sure on. but I, I think i think you know what you want from an ep- episodic game is um free uh, frequency and regularity right so you want you want one mm-hmm. one episode a month or whatever but yeah you know actually the way that they'd um specified uh the drops for the walking dead final season i think it was like two months for the second episode and then the next one will be a month after that yeah. it's just it was just sort of coming out when it was coming out I, yeah i don't know they they um i they 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 absolutely overdid it i think in terms of the titles that they were working on it's such a competitive market out there that um yeah I, it's awful news but um, isn't isn't part of the issue here that for for a very long time while, while certainly while i was a video game journalist you know 15 years ago when episodic games were just starting to become a thing that people were talking about i remember that everyone was talking about tomb raider at the time going episodic and it was a thing that the industry felt it needed because that would bring us closer to a model of uh, not just cinema which we're shooting for but tv but 
we've reached that point now uh, in video games, maybe five or six years ago, episodic gaming became a thing and now is a thing. At the same time as TV has moved away from that, you don't, when you get a Netflix series... It's all done at once, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what people, I guess, want from episodic games. Right. They just want to be able to marathon it, yeah. which is moving back to what games have always been. Yeah. So, mm. Mm. anyway, good luck, obviously, yes. to everyone uh, who's affected <clears throat> by that. Here's some rollover news from last week. The inaugural Women in Games Esports Award for Best Presenter was given to a man. Women in Games, the organisation that aims to work to recruit more women in the games industry and to support those already in the industry, justified giving the award to James Banks because he has hosted women-only tournaments. A statement on the win says, James wins for his good nature, his ease at working with all talent. His own experience and knowledge is growing, as is his support for women in games and his desire to challenge inequality in esports. George is furious about that. Oh, he threw his, his, his phone on the phone on the floor. I leave it. <laughs> so, um, oh dear. How did you phrase it in that email thread? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm allowed to say. Uh, this made me very angry, and part of the reason I couldn't do uh, the show last week was because this was going to be a story that I had written already, and I got quite angry as I was writing it, uh, and it really tired me out. <laughs> you know, when you get a cold and you just ex- extend a little bit of energy, and it just really exhausts you. Yeah. Writing that news story just right. made me so angry. Uh, I got really tired, so I was like, God, I just can't do the show. I can't do it like this. That must be the most unusual excuse What's anybody's <laughs> had to call in sick, isn't it? <laughs> Inequality in games. Exactly. <laughs> it's so angry. Was the statement you wrote? Read in there written uh, before or after <laughs> so it was after so there was lots of people going what has gone on uh, and then they put they uh, said we're going to put up a blog post so okay. just told, and then that was in the blog post so to I, I think once well I mean all of that statement none of it sounds good to no. me much of that statement sounds not much of it but specifically the sentence about being at ease yeah <laughs> with all <laughs> With all talent, well, we should inclu- celebrate including that. Including the ladies, <laughs> like, and I mean, he's all right. It's taken Simon and I a while to get, you know, twelve years yeah. to be at ease. With and even the- now, I don't, I don't know if this is truly at ease. No, I'm very uneasy like, right yeah, now. Very uneasy. So. Uh, this is just absolutely ridiculous. You should not be giving men awards <laughs> because they will deign to host an esports event that is women only. That is, I'm so angry <laughs> right now. Like, it's not. You just. But you, it wasn't just you who was no, angry. No, it wasn't just so me that was angry. So to subtract you from the story for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, to, to show that this is, so, is is not just an opinion. Yeah, it's, so there was also something mm. where some members of the board said uh, they didn't know about this. And I think, I, def- I saw that one person has stepped down from the board because mm. of this. Although uh, the women in game said, we did consult with the board and we did tell them this before this uh, award was given out. So everyone knew about it. Mm. Um, yeah, either way, it, it was... You know, it was an inaugural event to celebrate women in esports, and they gave like one of the a very big award to a man because he's he doesn't mind helping women out. It, you know, it's good to be an advocate. It's good. It's brilliant to be an ally. You don't expect an award for it. If you expect awards for things like that, and you see people getting awards for things like that, people will continue to expect that. You should just, as standard, be good to all people. Just stand up for other people and p- promote promote other people one thing i did see i don't know this guy uh afterwards he was like oh you know i got i got this award whatever um and he said look if i'd have given it to some uh to a woman presenter this is the person i'd have given it to Mm. which is fine i i'm not i I think that's good that he's using his platform and saying i think this person's really good instead Mm -hmm. i'm not going to give back the award (laughs) um so yeah, it's just a bit shoddy, isn't it? It would certainly have been better for him to literally give the award, yeah. um, you know, to return it and maybe ask them to make the right right choice. But still, Perspex? It's, Everyone loves so a bit of Perspex. It, was it Perspex? I, generally is Perspex. I mean, I say generally, we got one, one award. One award and it once. Was, it was Perspex. I thought you were doing an abbreviation of perspective. <laughs> no, I did, honestly. I thought, I thought that was like trendy kids speak for... Uh, <laughs> it's just Perspex. Yes. <laughs> Sony has said it has no plans to make a new handheld console. The Vita will stop being manufactured and shipped in Japan in 2019 and there's nothing waiting to topple the Switch from its handheld throne. The Vita launched in Japan in 2011 and in North America and Europe in 2012. It seems likely that Sony will be focusing its efforts on the next PlayStation. It's hard to admit that the Spice Girls were wrong. It's not Vita forever. Did you have a good weekend, Steve? (laughs) 
It's all right. Yeah, yeah it was all right. What I listened to that song the other day, and I just think it's brilliant. It's yeah, brilliant I mostly, song. I mostly just hung out at home. What about you? Yeah, it's good actually. Um, played a lot of Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, watched a couple of games of football. Hung out with uh, you know the wife and the children. It's good. I was waiting for Spider Man on Switch because I want to play it handheld. Uh, but I guess really I'd have to wait to play it on a Sony handheld yes, machine. Which but you're it not going to get well like done. Good work, Steve. Thanks for bringing that back around. <laughs> uh, is this surprising? It's I, not surprising. I, I, think, they're, I think they're lying. Oh, I mean, they've they've quite publicly said that they love the Switch. Mm. So I feel like I feel like I mean they've they've tried to conquer it on multiple occasions and kind of failed every time. And mm-hmm. you know the DS would always be better than the PSP, unfortunately. But I think they're lying. I think they're going to try it again. I, I get I've got vibes. I've got I've got vibes that they would say that. But I, I think you can wait for Spider Man to come on the whatever console they go for I wonder whether it's it's because uh, they've had lots of goes at different types of taking them on haven't they because they've had yeah. the Playstation Go was that uh, the cell phone yeah. thing yeah that was a, yeah um, and I wonder whether if they're looking at the PS5 because obviously this portable part of the Switch has been incredibly successful for Nintendo um and I wonder whether they're looking at some kind of remote play type thing because we had that with the Vita uh, sort of right what I think is mm. right so everyone wants specs loads of specs you've oh. got to have the specs what's that an abbreviation for perspective <laughs> Perspects- perspective <laughs> uh, so but you also want things to be um, you can take them out and about on yep. the go yep. right so you've got to have the specs so it's got it can't be too small can it because you've got to have somewhere to put all the specs in but also it needs the to be on the go case I think it's going to be a backpack. It's going to be a PS5 okay. in a backpack. Just plug it in, plug it out, <laughs> on the go. Because you've got somewhere to put the battery as well, haven't you? Right. They could. Uh, yep. Or you could have another backpack to put the battery in. A backpack on the backpack. I just think this is what's. I just think this is what they're thinking about. <laughs> Interesting. What about you, Simon? What, what What's your speculation? Your specs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree uh, with. George, actually, there's, I think there's more to it uh, than is being suggested. Um, it's really interesting where people go next uh, in terms of consoles. There's been a lot of speculation about will streaming be uh, the main driver? Um, I think uh, Microsoft has been quite public about what its aspirations, and there are lots of other rumours about other companies entering the market too. Um, I don't see how uh, they the PlayStation 5 if they continue to evolve as it has done, I, I think people want more from that. The convenience that we've seen with Switch is it's difficult, isn't it? Because that's what you do from now on. Is you, you know, if you're going to do a new games console, you'd make it a hybrid. And perhaps they were being, you know, uh, very specific by saying, "Oh, we're not going to do a handheld." Um, the Vita showed an awful lot of promise. Uh, it was overcrammed with features. I bought the 3G version because I was told <laughs> that I, you know that's what I, that's what uh, would uh, get me the most from it. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a great great piece of kit, but um, it's absolutely been surpassed. Who knows? Obviously, I don't think we're going to have too long to wait to find out. Mm. Um, I think uh, by this time next year, we should have an idea about sort of where things are going. But I'd be very surprised if it was a uh, if it was a console as we traditionally see them. Bethesda has done a very lovely thing. Matt Grandstaff, an assistant director at Bethesda, drove to the house of a young fan with a rare form of cancer so he could play an early version of Fallout 76. Whereas a 12-year-old from Virginia was recently told by doctors that his medical treatment was going to be stopped, Bethesda stepped in when he realised he probably wouldn't be able to play Fallout 76, which will be out in November. His parents said, while he doesn't get to keep the game because it's too early, just those hours playtime made him happier than you know. Super good thing for a video game company to do. And it's good that we have these stories uh, internally. There seems to be kind of like a, a regular rhythm of One Life Life stories. We have the redundancy story. We often have a legal, uh, you know, controversy, something yeah. being banned or something else. And we also have these, uh, you know, uh, potentially, you know, obviously sad in, in some respects, but also the games industry doing what it can to make someone's life better, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, so Bethesda actually work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation and regularly have um, fans who um, have terminal illnesses come to their studio because one of their wishes to go and see the uh, place where their games that they love are made and they go there with their families. Um, and Bethesda doesn't make a big deal out of it, but somewhat, except for the time someone spoke about it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, But I actually think that's really good. It's really good to see like the 
heart of people who make games and that companies like this can have a heart. Um, and um, I can't remember who it was that spoke about it, but they said, you know, one of the nicest things is seeing uh, the kids coming in with their families and then their families realising actually it's people making these games mm-hmm. um, and going away just feeling really like really happy uh, about the environments that the games that make their kids so happy about are made in. Um, Yeah, it's a really, really lovely thing. And I do think that we should celebrate when companies do this because there's so much awful stuff going on out there. Is that the end of the news? One more, Steve. Excellent. And finally, video games have been in mainstream news this week for the weirdest and worst reason. Stormy Daniels, who says she had an affair with Donald Trump, likened his private area to a beloved Nintendo character. In her book Full Disclosure, which was written about in The Guardian, she is quoted as saying, I lay there annoyed that I was blank by a guy with a Yeti blank and a blank like the mushroom character in Mario Kart. Literally speechless. Nintendo uh, embraced this, didn't they? By, by just uh, <laughs> tweeting a picture of, of him, didn't they? Uh, after it. Yeah, they did. God, God bless them. <laughs> That's all you can do, really, isn't it? Uh, <sighs> yeah. How did Donald Trump respond to these allegations? Fake news. <laughs> did he? Did he? Oh. Did, has he acknowledged it at all? I don't think so. Right. Do you think he's got a switch? <laughs> What? Uh, how could you describe other parts of his body using video game characters? Uh, his hair is. Yeah, it's tricky. Isn't it? Yeah, it's very tricky. Just I mean, concentrate on this. You blanked out. Um, I'm assuming. Yeah. A body part. I thought that they, that was fine to say. It's biology. Biology. But don't say it. No. <laughs> like we're no. All wrong. I blanked out two body parts. What, so, and a verb. Uh, and I blanked out both of the verbing okay. words. Uh, just because I don't really want to think about to, it. Oh, yeah. Nobody needs to think about it that much. We just need to know basically what she said, but we don't really need to think too hard. Okay. Thanks, Sam. Mm. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. We'd normally go into a bit of music here. Yeah, so I'm, I took my headphones off. So I took his headphones off. Yeah, I, know, I was going to tell you about something that I didn't say on air. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it now. Do it now. We would normally go into a bit of music here, but that last story's kind of thrown me off a bit, and I'm not ready to do that. Are you still thinking about Toad? Always. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you have to give me a moment. Um, talk amongst yourselves. Uh, Matt texted me. Uh, oh, yeah. During that, and said he also thought that. Um, Perspex was short for perspective. Well, there you go. So not just you, Simon. Right, okay, good, uh, you know, great minds. Yeah, exactly. He has a great mind, doesn't he? He does have a great Uh, mind. Can you send us another text, Matt, just in case we have another unexpected pause? We should always have a a Matt text in our pocket, shouldn't we? If you could, love. Thank you.
You're listening to One Life Left and Resonance 104.4 FM. Yes, this is from chipmusic.org. It is called The Eve of the War uh, by Gavin Graham. It's a tribute to Jeff Wayne and War of the Worlds. When you say tribute, yeah. I mean, it, is. it is. It is just this song, isn't it? Chances of anything coming from Mars are a million to one, they said. <laughs> That's the uh, Baronic Man remix. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're a video game radio show. We play a bit of chip music, uh, chat about video games, cover the news. All news involving uh, Nintendo characters and spin-offs. Um, Matt has texted. Okay. He, he said he would describe Trump's hands as Rayman-like. Okay, good. Excellent. You weren't meant to use that up now. That was meant to be an yeah. emergency. Te- He's going to have to send us another one. Yeah, you're going to have to send another one. Okay, please, good. Please, love. All right. George Perkins. Hey. How you guys oh, sorry, George. Oh, sorry, sorry, George. George Perkins. It's George Perkins. Hey. hey. How you doing? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. The latest in a long line of... Uh, a long video game lineage, aren't you? It's, it's, the, son of, it's the son of the man he made think on a spring. What? I know. Yeah, it's passed down. Yeah, passed video game royalty in here. Well, exactly. <laughs> I'm, is, it, is it difficult living in the same household as a gaming I'm, legend? I mean, I mean, superstar? I think I think it's it's always difficult whenever I meet people in the video games industry and I say my surname. It's mm. always like ah, son of Jason. Right. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for that moment. I think I think I'm always there where people refer to him as my dad. So, uh, so hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> it's not a nice time of that. I remember because uh, when my sister worked in the industry. I remember standing at a party and someone was going, Oi, Byron! And I was like, I turned around and they sort of looked straight through me and just straight to my oh, sister. Really? <sighs> then I realised it was over. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you know, for his sake, l- l- make that as long as possible. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. But no, you're forging your own path in the games industry, George, aren't you? Uh, tell yes. us what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, so I'm, I'm working at a company called Super Rare Games. Okay. Um, we are basically a company that works exclusively with Nintendo and we basically make physical games uh, of popular eShop games, basically. So we work with kind of independent developers who have made amazing, uh, you know, downloadable-only games. And um, we effectively work with them, work with Nintendo to actually release their game um, so that can be on shelves. How many are you up to? How many games have you published? So we have shipped five games. Okay. Um, we've got two other games kind of available for pre-order at the moment. Right. Um, they kind of span from kind of uh, games like Human Fall Flat, uh, Snake Pass, Worms, um, Mutant Muds, Flame the Flood. So kind of we, we try and work with kind of, you know, the, the most talented kind of independent uh, developers and also publishers. So I'm I'm not really familiar with how this works. Do you just hit print? Hit print. Um, I mean, unfortunately, it's a fairly kind of complicated process, but effectively it's um, working with Nintendo to get the cartridges printed mm-hmm. and then kind of working with kind of uh, fulfillment houses to actually get the actual um, kind of inlays printed and then the box that so it comes how, in. So how, how do you get a cartridge printed? Does did Nintendo just do yeah, that? Yeah, that, that, Yeah, they've got one in Osaka. So we can't okay. go through them and it kind of means that they have to get shipped halfway have you around been the world. There? I haven't actually. Oh, it's definitely yeah. on my list of things to do going okay. to high. But it gets, all, it gets all printed in a in a, in a warehouse in Osaka. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, unfortunately, they only actually produce the cartridge. That's all they do. So then right. it gets pr- we uh, ship it to the Czech Republic, where it effectively gets packaged up. You put inlays, you put manuals, and kind of the, and get sent to us. Mm. Or we send it all over the world. Mm. Must be nice. A lot of that new game smell everywhere. Yeah, it's definitely there's that, yeah, that smell. We also do trading cards with it as well. And the trading cards do smell good as well, I have to say. It definitely complements the the nice taste of the switch. If you want to taste, oh yeah. Have you thought about? Okay, are you uh, able to change the taste of the switch card? So this this has been brought up on Twitter on multiple occasions. Of course it has. We, we haven't discussed it with Nintendo yet. Okay. But um, yeah, there was, there was someone saying that our games didn't taste as bad. <laughs> it was one of the Nintendo Life guys said that they don't taste as bad as the first party. Games. And has that that sort of uh, gone on the the box as a quote? Yeah, exactly. that definitely would be a good quote. Well, um, so the Nintendo Life journalist yeah, sample yeah. every game today well to, it was we? interesting there's <laughs> a guy called Alex at Nintendo Life he's very nice and he does he did a video unboxing all our games and he, he proceeded to lick every single cartridge right. which I, I found slightly 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 weird seeing a man lick cartridges that you've kind of helped create slightly weird but moorish like yeah, I mean, you, kind of, you watch one and then you're like, actually, maybe this is my thing. Exactly. And then soon your YouTube playlist is out, yeah. well, at least for me. I think for him, it was trying to validate to the audience that they were legit. And we, we get quite a lot of people <laughs> say, like, oh, if you just print them in your room kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's a legit operation. So I guess that was what he was trying to do, you know, taste it, sample it. When you lick a cartridge, <laughs> does it affect uh, the gameplay at <laughs> all? 
Um, yeah. I don't think so. I would, I would hope not. Right, I mean, maybe. But I wouldn't. I don't know that I would want. You know, you've got a game. You yeah. want to play it. First thing I do isn't going to be lick it. I'm going to play a bit and yeah. then have a lick. Sure. I, f- I feel like rationally, I think people. D- I mean, it's, it's quite ironic. The reason that they made it not taste nice is so that people wouldn't lick it. And well, it, 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 it was mainly, mainly for kids. Um, but adults, adults will lick it. There's, there's, yeah, there's a lot. I did, I did one time, I did, I did a tweet that was like, if this gets 100 re- retweets, I'll lick it. And it got very quickly, 100 retweets. So I did lick it and c- I can tell you it doesn't That's the life of a young person, isn't it? <laughs> Begging for retweets, you lick a cartridge. Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, um, how do you go about picking which games to work yeah, with I mean, then? I, th- I think... Um, it, it, a, a lot of it comes down to our fan base. We often ask them, you know, what sort of games are you interested in? What games do you want to see? So a lot of them get suggested by kind of fans of the of, um, of Super Pro games. As well as that, I kind of spend a lot of time, you know, seeing every single eShop game that comes out, which at the moment is, you know, a crazy amount of games. Um, but yeah, it's usually to kind of... Um, down to, to games that people suggest and kind of you know people that love uh, is, there, is there a particular type like genre or? yeah I mean I think what we try and do at Super Aero is try and make cater for the whole you know spectrum because obviously everyone has such different tastes in video games um, a lot of the kind of the retro kind of very we had a game called Mutant Muds that's very kind of retro inspired uh, that did very very well because it's kind of this old nostalgia people that generally collect video games are usually kind of you know going to be a little bit older so they're going to they're um, kind of be you know, reminiscing about the you know the N64 days and things like that. So often these kind of retro-inspired games often do a, lot, a bit better. Um, but yeah, to be honest, I think what we're trying to do is have a game for everyone kind of in there. Who wants a physical game above a digital game? That's a very good question. I think I think it's interesting because we you you have kind of two I think angles here. You have preservation, which is kind of a big thing in video games because um, what's quite interesting about the um, yeah, so the, the idea that I think there was um, Scott Pilgrim, I think it was on PS3, was, yeah, yeah. PS4, yeah. which effectively his license got taken down and effectively you can never play the game ever again. And it's the same with the Wii Shop now. So all the games on the Wii Shop, they've now closed down the Wii Shop and you can never play them ever again. So it's this idea of actually you're preserving a video game so that in 10, 15 years' time, when the eShop's closed down, you can actually still play the game. I mean, I won't They're be They're closing to, the eShop. Yeah, you've had it first. first, Yeah, (laughs) but you'll have to in ten years' time. You have to find your charger, like, and you have to find like the system, and you'll have sold it. It'll be in a bag at the bottom of a canal (laughs) somewhere. So, yeah. um, But then I I I think I think as well, kind of. but you have those people who try and preserve games, and you also have people that actually just prefer to have things on the shelf. Obviously, you know, a lot of people just buy digital games, and you actually have nothing really to show for it. So there's definitely kind of, I think the majority of people prefer to have that physical thing on your shelf, and that you can kind of look at and be like, how many nice. how many people actually open the packaging? Um, some guy claims that it was in, uh, I, someone claimed that they thought 90% of people that they see on social media don't open our games. Okay. Um, I would probably say 50%. Why do you bother putting a cartridge in them at all? <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> if you knew people weren't going to open it, why would you just not? Um, what would you put in there instead? Just a very small pebble. I get but, <laughs> same same weight. But as same well, taste, yeah. If you give it yeah. a taste, and then people wouldn't know because if they just lick it instead of actually putting it probably, in. If you did do that though, if yeah. you just put a little pebble in there, that would probably become even more valuable. Because yeah. yeah. people yeah. like, yeah, yeah. you know, this this weird time when people put out something. Nintendo thing, and then yeah. Now, the other the other thing that you did, or the thing that you do that you mentioned, um, which is different to anybody else doing this sort of thing at the moment, is that you do these trading cards. Yeah, um, but. Uh, you actually get the game creators to sign a small yeah. number of them, don't you? Yeah, which I then mean, get inserted. Now, the question I've got: how do you how do you genuinely randomly put those in? <laughs> Who does that? Do you so, know? Yeah, so the process effectively for the training cards is they're, they're kind of packaged up similar to sort of Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, kind of um, those sort of things. We have its own booster pack. Um, so yeah, we get them to sign cards, and then effectively they're then sent back to the the plant where they're then randomised and put into it. So we do, we do. We generally don't know. Genuinely, is there really know. a thing as randomization? I, don't I mean, this this is kind of interesting as well because he's actually done hand randomization, <gasps> and apparently there's some, humans there's some can workers never, somewhere with a pocket full of sign. Do you check? Do you check uh, when they come back to you? Sign? Do you check what's been written on them? We don't. I mean, we <laughs> interesting. That's a good point. Ooh. I mean, yeah. Well, can we, when, can when we, we write on some of your cards? Uh, yeah, I can send you a couple, and we can send them, and they could be like the one life left. Super rare. Yeah, let's do there it. we go. Super when rare. We did some. Human Fall Flat. Yeah. Uh, your dad and I signed one card along with Oh, did you? Yeah, we did. Ooh, we that's cheeky. 
someone out there is probably crazy. Yeah. <laughs> someone out there is probably going, right, this guy, I know this guy made it, but who the heck are these guys? <laughs> yeah, who's exactly. Simon Byron? Who are these good looking guys? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell yeah, by yeah. their signatures. Yeah, you, should, you should have put your Twitter name as well. And, you and a little photo. Uh, yeah, a little message, right? Um, <laughs> So you're you're doing one game a month? Yeah, I think what's very important with collectors is trying to keep. I mean, a. So I mean, some of these collectors are so passionate about what we're doing, and they want to buy every single release. And what we do to try and encourage that is to have each game is numbered as part of a set. So Human Fall Flat was our first release; it's number one. Snake Pass, which is coming out soon, is number seven. So therefore, when you have it on your shelf, you have number one, number two, number three, number four, etc. So you can have this whole what? set. But sorry, what did you go one to seven? Yeah. What? Why did I jump? Well, yeah, what? I guess for the sake of... I mean, I can go through all of them if you want. <laughs> no, 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 but... No, no, but what, you... what, what other numbers no, are there? No, no, no. There is number two what? as well. But when you release them, did you release them in order? Oh, uh, you released in order, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Wait, I was like, what? Uh, yeah, I mean, that but done. also, that's quite clever, isn't it's it? Quite you quite start quirky. numbering seven them. First. And, then, and then you put out number 102, and everyone's like, whoa, what? they've got ambitions. This, this reminds me of... Um, there was a prank played on the school that I went to when everyone left, where they actually they let off chickens uh, when the sixth one was left. <laughs> But what they did is they numbered each chicken. It was number one, number two, number three. But then they put number five and they didn't put number four. Exactly. So effectively, yeah. the school was looking for number four. Brilliant. So you could do something like that as well. Yeah. You could have, just skip a number and everyone's Fun like, Fun with numbers. Right. Exactly. Uh, so what, one a month? One a month. And the idea with that is to try and keep um, customer spending down. We want it to be a case of, you know, each release is special. I think if you release more than that, you're getting to a point where actually is it that rare anymore. It's more of a case of you're just trying to power as much content as you can. So one a month kind of keeps it very nice where... You announce a game, people get excited about it, and you have a whole month kind of marketing and kind of working towards this release. You got Snake Pass next. Snake Pass and next. Then what's coming up after that? Uh, Can you oof. keep going through until you've? Can you tell us a game you've not told anyone else about yet? Oh, I mean, I I can tell you about a game that's coming out soon. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, so we try and kind of keep it fairly kind of. Um, we don't, we don't tell people what's coming next, effectively. We try and get a bit of hype there. We have a game called M++ coming out. I love that game which so is, much. Which is an amazing game. It's the best it's, video game. I've got a funny story with M++. Okay. Um, so when we, when, we, when we release a game, we have to have a Peggy rating. And unfortunately, there's a difference between Peggy rating of a digital game and a physical game, which is kind of annoying because it's effectively being rated twice. But anyway, when you, when you, release, when you um, uh, put a game for them to, to, to test you have to send a 30-minute video of the gameplay. Now, usually I ask the developer, I say, hey, could you send me a 30-minute video? They've usually got some sort of stuff where you, you can just, you know, plug in your Switch and you, it, it, you know, outputs kind of a, vid- a video. I didn't have that. I'm in a bit of a, uh, a tight spot, so I actually recorded myself on my Switch. And you could, I didn't realise, but you could see my reflection in it the whole time. <laughs> so I sent Peggy a 30-minute video of me playing on Plus Plus, recording it, wow. nice. trying to hold my Switch, and they, they rejected it. So. What were you wearing, though? Yeah, you would have got an 18 for that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wearing nothing. No, was, yeah. But um, yeah, M Plus Plus coming very soon. Very excited about that. So what, what's, on the, uh, what's on the trading cards? The trading cards is usually just stuff to do with the game. Um, right. So, for example, but those um, guys are, uh, are like the best. Some of the best visual designers I know. Yeah, so those yeah. will be pretty trading. Yeah, it's definitely. So we're working very closely with them on that stuff, and the the box art's looking amazing for that. So M plus plus is something that yeah we're very excited about. I'm in. You in? I'm in. You've actually got. Didn't you say you had a couple? Yeah, of things? I, brought, I brought a couple couple games for you guys. Let's have a live reaction. A live reaction. Yeah, I'm gonna lick it. <laughs> a live unboxing. So this, this is um this is our fifth release. It's a game called Mutant Muds. It's by a guy called Jules, Jules Washam. He's a very, very talented Good developer. Um, so this is one of 4,000 copies in the world. There are only 4,000 <gasps> copies. And this is kind of one of the things we try and do. Obviously, if we think about why do independent developers not release games physically, it's because, you know, the traditional approach is you have it in every shop in the world. You know, you, or not, maybe not world, in a region. You go down to the HMV, to game, whatever, and you go there. Obviously, the issue with that is... If you don't sell out, then you're going to lose a lot of money. And obviously trying to justify the high price point is very difficult. Mm-hmm. The cost of goods for Nintendo Switch as well is crazy. So we produce a very small amount. We charge a slightly higher price for the rarity of that. And then we sell it directly from our website. But anyway, here is your Muds. That's one for you. That's one Ooh, for you. Thanks. Thank you so much. You, Simon's already got one. I do, to, yeah. Thank you. Uh, do you uh, intend to open it? Because uh, I'm interested to see what trading card you got. I'm 100% I'm opening, opening it. it. Yeah. I'm opening it. Yeah. The trading yeah. cards aren't actually in this, oh, not, oh. this bit. And uh, yeah, unfortunately. So this and has a kind of um, uh, a Japanese sleeve Yeah, on so it. this release, we actually did a special slip cover with it. Right. Um, uh, the developer really wanted to do that. And we were kind of very up for that. And effectively, it's just yeah, an extra level of kind of... Um, of packaging around it. So that's the sound of. Oh, here we go. Anna's we go. opened hers already. I've got my teeth. Here we go. Okay. Good. Oh, that's nice. There we go. That's yeah. nice. It's reminding that's me of all the GameCube. Uh, what bitch lick? Sleeve release. <laughs> it's, the, it's the front Shove of it. Shove it all in. The front, not the back. Uh, actually, it's a good point. I keep forgetting. So you might have to do both. 
one of them right. tastes very bad and one of them tastes all right. So I think you can kind of tell. Does that taste all right? That just tastes like plastic. Yeah, that's the wrong okay. side then. So you just lick okay. the... Here we go. Go for that side. Is it fake? Oh, <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> what are you... What, what are you? What are you getting? What are the notes? Yeah, just bitter. Okay. It just tastes bitter. bitter. Right. Yeah, okay. bitter plasticky. You did go back for a second though. So <laughs> yeah, obviously it wasn't that bad. Yeah. No. Uh, thanks for that. That's all right. Never That's all right. To, I was hungry. Yeah, never was. to switch cartridge before. Um, um, it's not anymore. But no. yeah, that that release comes with a twenty-page manual. Uh, it has a little crossword in it as well. Oh. Um, it's got completely reversible artwork as well, so you can oh, have them inside. Very uh, old school packaging, and um, yeah, I'm so oh. excited about N plus plus. That's good. I will definitely, definitely buy hit it. Me, yeah, hit me up, and I'll, I'll get you. You don't need to buy it. I want all of the training cards. Oh, I want goes. them all signed by uh, Reagan and Matt. Yeah, yeah. I want their phone numbers <laughs> uh, and pictures of them. Then definitely. I'm in. Okay. Where just, can we? Sorry. No, go I on. just wonder if maybe all uh, like physical hardware doesn't taste great because it's not supposed to. They deliberately make this yeah. taste bad, though. They, mm. they so put was... bad taste on it. Yeah. Do they, though? Yes. The only way we yeah. can tell is by week by week and tasting <laughs> something else. Yeah. Okay. There we go. We've got a new, uh, new, new feature. Episode. Where can we uh, Where can we follow you, George? Yeah, so you can go on Twitter and you can follow us at Super Egg Games. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. You know, we're, we're trendy. We're down with the kids. <laughs> um, but then as well, our website, we've got a little mailing list um, just to keep up with everything we, we release. And uh, yeah, one release a month, buy it from the website. That's the only place you can ever buy it. Usually between 3,000 and 5,000 copies in the world. When they're gone. Five and that's number, number five. five. When they're gone, they're gone. All right. Uh, I think we've got to crack on with we the do. letters because we're... We'll we're... go straight to letters, are All we? All right. Let's go straight into okay. letters. Thank you so much for your letters this week. We didn't have to beg or anything. Nope. Richard Stratton writes, dear team, and SSG. Overcooked 2 has been released, so my family now have a catalyst to turn on each other in the most shoutiest and vitriolic way. My wife screams at me, I berate my teen, and we all accuse our second born when we fail to three-star level. Every gaming session has ended in group rage, the PS4 being abruptly turned off. Often, at least one of us is in tears. But every weekend, we return to the game. We've three-starred every level in chapters one through four. What games do you play that result in revolting behaviour, but you can't stop yourself from playing? Keep up the great work, Richard. Hmm. I did that uh, a lot with The Last Guardian, and for a character that I just think is so lovely and adorable, I'd called Trico some words. Hmm. Did you? Yeah. Um, but kept going back. Because it was good. I found myself becoming a terrible person playing Splatoon. Shoot. Yeah, I don't really play shooty shooty multiplayer games, and that's why because I was getting, I was just getting really aggressive. At, wow. You know, like shooting and spraying these people. So I stopped because I didn't like, I didn't like the person Splatoon was turning me into. <laughs> uh, I mean, I remember that. I think I am vulnerable to. Uh, self-disgust at failure in turn-based strategy games I'm playing a lot of Into the Breach at the moment it's a phenomenal game um, I may have to talk more about that in the review section because I haven't played anything else uh, that hasn't caused any violence, it's called a few sort of rage quits where I quit and then 10 minutes later come back uh, but certainly I do remember the time on, um, on the tube about 12 years ago playing Fire Emblem Mm. and uh, on my Game Boy Advance and having a frustrating time to the point that I really wanted to say a rude word on oh, the tube shit. but couldn't because in public so I bit my DS <laughs> instead uh, bit it and what, what it, it tastes taste like, like. <laughs> delicious <laughs> George you got anything that uh, turns you into a monster uh, when I was when I was little, I used to play a lot of Ratchet and Clank online. I was actually the one of the best in the world when I was about seven. Mm. But that, that used to tell me. So that's the opposite then. Yes. No. In fact, you just used that question to show off. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> okay. No, I would say that turned me into a bit of a monster. My mum used to say I could, she couldn't get me off it. What um, about you? Uh, yeah, I've reached the age where now, uh, if, if if something annoys me, I just stop playing it. Mm. So, uh, yeah. I've, what age is that? <laughs> like, why did you stop? Oh, yeah, it's a recent thing. Well, I've just realised that there isn't any point in pursuing anything that you don't like anymore. <laughs> Is that why you don't call? <laughs> <laughs> you had to find out some way, didn't you? Yeah. 
you've got a letter, Andy. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. Uh, I went to the cinema the other night to see a film generally known as Turkish Star Wars, made in 1982. It's a low-budget, awful cash-in on the Star Wars buzz, but it even uses scenes and music from the films to pad out the action sequences. It's hilarious. Uh, there's a lot of awful, cheap knockoff games, but have you ever played one so bad it was enjoyable, one that so blatantly stole it was funny? Are there games starring... Uh, Ramio and Walu yeah uh, that one day will be held up as cult classics Pip Pip Robert hmm uh, I don't know any examples of those uh, the closest I can get is that when you, uh, we used to go on cheap uh, holidays to the Spanish islands uh, and I used to get excited going to uh, buy uh, Game Boy cartridges uh, where they'd say contains a thousand games and there were longer cartridges yeah, 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 as well yeah, stick course. out of your Game Boy but uh, what they've done is they've renamed every individual level of, of a game <laughs> and build it as a new game good I know mm. I'm furious then Anne but not now you couldn't get your money back then no. because you could too yeah, went to knowing. Uh, no I've not I seen uh, any examples of that in the gaming world? I think I think it's sort of close to what I was saying about you know some of the really budget games that you find on the Switch store. Sometimes it's tempting to believe that you will find joy in these sort of ninety nine p one pound thirty nine uh, cheap iPhone ports uh, that you you find on there. And I haven't yet, okay. uh, but I Keep have trying. lost one pound thirty nine <laughs> every time because I wow, what is it? You know, surely there'll be some joy in it. No, never. Anything to add, George? Uh, no, I was going to just say um, that you're uh, really good at a game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm nothing to add okay. to that. Steve. All right, dear team and SSG writes Chris Conroy as EGX. How do we pronounce EGX? What is our house style? X. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, eggs. Uh, you, what's the, how do you pronounce the abbreviation of the computer exchange shop? Sex. Do you? Sex. I've always called it, it CEX. I say CEX. Because yeah. my son was saying, oh, he, he bought some games from it. And I said, where'd you get them from? He said, oh, I bought them from Sex. Now he's 10. <laughs> no, I think he... Uh, yeah, uh, and I was like, it's not, that, that isn't how you... Uh, no, I, it. I definitely say CEX. Right, but now their adverts say sex. Their TV adverts. Uh, sex sells. There we go. That's so, the slogan. So, 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 Anne, what is our... Eggs. Eggs, okay. As Eggs draws to a close, another major gaming convention in what seems like an endless loop of exhibitions, each of them releasing a cloud of strange and disturbing stories onto social media. The cues, the noise, the smell, the unsavoury toilet practices. It seems that the negative stories seem to clutter up social media more than any positive ones. We all know that the internet loves a pile-on, so maybe this isn't the surprise. But for the modern consumer with almost unlimited access to previews, open betas, dev blogs, kickstarters and day one digital releases, what's the real draw behind these events? Your answer can't be Marioki, although we know that's the real answer. Just asking for a friend, Chris Conroy. We were, up at e- we were up at Eggs, weren't we, George? We were. We <coughs> saw you up there in the weather spoons. Why <laughs> do people go to Eggs? You know, I know you two have to go for yeah. business purposes. Business. The thing is, I find this interesting because some of the biggest, I, th- I think, the amount of people playing, like wanting to play like Super Smash Bros. and stuff, and the the, the the new Pokemon games are coming out. I think it's the whole kind of like that first impression of a game. People seem to be crazy about that. For me personally, I like playing indie games. That I've never heard of before, and you know, finding out new games and stuff. But I, I, I was surprised by the amount of people just playing Spider-Man for 10 minutes. It didn't, it didn't really seem right. Uh, but I'd say the draw, I'd say, it's is probably... It's is, it is very good. <laughs> I was tempted to queue for an hour to play it. But right. um, no, I, th- I think it's the experience to play AAA games before they come out and that kind of bragging rights to come with that and getting a taste of that. It's nice to hang with your people. That's, That's it. true. I think mm. it's belonging. Yeah. Like I, I think it's feeling like you are part of something mm. and being able to talk about something um, like an expert, but also being there like giving yourself you know giving your narrative a purpose and finding your people like you say uh i think we all do that in different different ways and it's while as someone who has you know has had to go to these things for 15 years i am pretty jaded about them and gamescom being on the show floor is not my sort of thing it is if you sort of take a moment and look through the lens of the people who are there who are super excited about going to these things and dressing in cosplay and showing off in all the ways and seeing something um i do sort of get it momentarily i get it and then i have a migraine and want to go back to my hotel room and cry (laughs) yeah i think that turned very philosophical there but i think you're definitely right that that sense of belonging I i think again for us you know working in the industry and stuff I guess it's easy to feel part of it, but if you're a consumer, you often want to feel close to it. Mm. I'm going to go to Comic-Con in a couple of weeks. 
What? what? Yeah. What? Are you? Yeah, New York. What? Oh, okay. Because of your job. Sort of. For actual yeah. reasons. That's exciting. What are you going to yeah. dress up as? Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all of your letters uh, this week and last week. Um, what is the email address that people can get in touch with us? Team at onelifeleft.com. Here's some, here's some more music. Good. Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, we're a video game radio show, yep. and this is called Self Esteem. It's by a chip tune artist called Feral. Uh, it's from chipmusic.org. You can listen to more chip music there if you like bloops and bloops, which our guest two weeks ago definitely didn't, did he? No, I think that was the only thing about it that he didn't like. He burst out laughing. <laughs> Mind you, he was laughing a lot all the way through. I he think was, our, very jolly. Our gentle humour and base level of incompetence, which was <laughs> making him feel better yeah. about his broadcasting uh... skills. Do we, have, um, do we have any other business, or shall we crack on with the review section? Let's crack on, shall we? Email, messages, and forward BCC. One life letters. Scants. What have you been pu- well, you always jump in first and ask me. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because I see the other person that I look at. Yeah, you do. Uh, I have played, not this week, it was one of my uh, one of my summer VR games. That's right. So this is the second part of your summer of VR. My summer of VR where I played two. But hopefully before <laughs> next week I'll play a third. Or okay. I'll play the game that I've been playing this week a bit more. Fantastic. Uh, so I played, I think it was called Waddle Home. And it was where penguins... Uh, are being held captive and then they get uh, freed on a little platform but they only turn right Uh, and you have to like raise some uh, barrier things and lower them to get them to go and find the eggs still don't know what the eggs were for Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they walk around walk around you've got to eventually get them all into a spaceship and once all of them are in a spaceship up they go where do they go nobody knows knows. Uh, and it was very very fun um, the VR, again, I'm not entirely sure why it was VR. I was just using my regular controller and I was just sat down uh, and I was just pointing the controller at uh, different things to make things happen. Um, and it was sort of just a game that you could see on, I could see being just on TV, but instead of it being on TV, it was in front of my eyes. Okay. Which it isn't on when it's, it's on TV. No, it definitely it's isn't. Further away from right, my eyes. I see. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I don't know whether it made the most of VR, mm-hmm. but it was a nice. It was a very nice experience playing it, and it's quite good because when you've got your VR thing on, don't have to. We've got like a big projector. You don't have to get that out. It's just easier. Right. Yeah, so it turns right. out that's why I like the VR headset. It's just easier. Uh, yeah, it was very nice to play it until I stopped playing it, and then I didn't really think about it again. 
7 out of 10. There's a game on VR that a lot of people have said is really good and it's mm. about a little mouse. Uh, moss. And moss. that's the one that I want. I've got it. Right, okay. Uh, and that's the next one I'm going to play. Oh, excited to hear more about that. Very excited to play that, but I've got something else I'm playing at the minute that I want to play more. Okay. Uh, good. Simon. Did you score it? Yeah, 7 out of 10. Okay. She did, yes. Uh, I have uh, been continuing to play Spider-Man. Love it. Um... Uh, but uh, what I'm going to review this week is the Nintendo Switch online service. The entire Ooh, thing? Yeah. Yes. Are we going to break it down? You see, I've also got that. Okay, did you go for the trial or did you go straight in? Went straight in. Straight in, me too. Yeah. No, no messing around. We, I said both you and me, you and me both know Nintendo that I'll be getting this, so why waste time? <laughs> Um, I was I like. impressed with uh, just how smooth it appeared to be. Um, in that well, the, 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 the smooth way they took your money. Yeah, well, some old games. There was a lot of um, I don't know. I, I could see uh, there being problems with the launch, yeah. um, and it was very very smooth. And uh, I uh, have been playing Donkey Kong. Have you? <laughs> I, I have. That's yeah. weird. That's exactly. That's the one I settled yeah. on as well. What um, is it? Donkey so, Kong? Yeah. No, I know what Donkey Kong is. What is so the thing? The, the, the online service is now they're paid for uh, subscription. So in order to play premium games online, where they have online functionality, you need to be a member of the services. £19 uh, per year. Mm. You get a family uh, membership for, for, you know, for your wife and your son. £35 a year. Mm. So I saw Nintendo coming. Setting up a little family group. Um, and you can also do sort of game sharing of a sort. But eight people can be in your family, can't they? No. So you play your cards right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. You could be in mine. Like family. <laughs> Actually, I don't have a family member. Um, so. uh, but then uh, part of this is that they are giving away uh, NES games. Uh, there were 20 at launch, uh, which looked really lovely, actually. I thought... Um, sorry, giving away. You need to be a member in order to play them, uh, one of which is Donkey Kong, uh, and I've been enjoying that. I thought it looked great. I'm still not very good at it, and actually it's quite difficult without the D-pad. I, uh, what the other thing... Well, that you they have to use the buttons, don't you? Yeah. The, the controls with the stick aren't very good. No. The other thing that they have allowed you to do is that if you're a premium member, they will let you buy a pair of NES switch uh, Joy-Con for £50 oh. which even oh, I that, didn't do that is <laughs> even nice. I didn't do that uh, which is an illustration of uh, yeah how ridiculous they are I will do probably yeah, yeah probably. it's good um, yeah I mean I, 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 there was um, there was a post in uh, Incopolis uh, in, the, in the town square you, you may have seen mm -hmm. where someone had written on their Splatoon little uh, placard buy poor people <laughs> <laughs> on the day before it launched <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was funny but yeah so, I mean they have done this to make money but also presumably there is an aspect of it which means it's it's easier then to kick people off yeah, uh, yeah. who are behaving yeah. poorly oh, well, and, and with Smash Brothers about to drop yeah. that's possibly going to be more of a thing uh, and I can now sleep at night because Zelda is backed up mate it's in the cloud 7 out of 10 I'd also give it 7 out of 10 George what have you been playing I've been playing a game called Crossing Souls it's game by Devolver and it's basically it's very inspired by sort of Stranger Things and the whole kind of that um, whole culture of kind of 80s 90s it's got an amazing soundtrack kind of uh, you know kind of 80s 90s synth wave and it's effectively kind of this game where you play as five characters and there is this effectively this ability where you can kind of look into this like uh, uh, dark side alternative uh, kind of uh, alternative re uh, reality basically and the whole kind of game is basically puzzle based and also combat based where you run around as these kind of pixel characters and yeah you kind of just uh, um, kind of story driven uh, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a good little game definitely recommend it. I think it's almost it's almost an amazing game um, I don't think it's quite there it's definitely a, a solid 7 out of 10 has good. to be said what was it called again? Crossing Souls mm -hmm. uh, definitely it's, it's good it's a good, good little game to play it's got these kind of very cool kind of cutscenes which are kind of like um, very much like sort of out of like a you know TV show from the 80s and 90s I say that as someone who was not born in the 80s or 90s. Yeah, so neither were we. No, no. Nah. No, I wasn't born in the 80s or 90s. No, me neither. No, wait, so. I, I was. Okay. Steve, what about you? Well, I, I mean, as I said, the thing that I've, the only thing that I've actually played that's okay. new, that is old this week, is Donkey Kong. Right. Which I give 7 out of 10. How far did you get? Uh, third level. Really? Yeah. I wrapped around. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I got to level 5, I think. Um, but it's the NES version, yes. isn't it? So it doesn't have uh, it doesn't have the th the pie level. Oh, does it? Yeah, because it's the NES version. It uh, doesn't have the yeah yeah. I play tennis as well, which as we've discussed. I saw your trolling the... on the WhatsApp celebrity thread, Steve. <laughs> I saw that trolling, and I rolled my eyes at you. <laughs> 
He said, oh, I only subscribed to Nintendo Online Service because I wanted to play a good tennis game. He was dissing <laughs> Mario Tennis Aces, which is brilliant. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a very bad tennis game. Um, it's really and good these the NES, the NES version, that's our pronunciation, not NES. I don't know okay. what's wrong with you. Uh, is, right. is also quite poor. But I've been playing a lot of uh, Into the Breach, which yes. is absolutely fantastic. But I reviewed last time. I can't. I, but I, I completed last night with Four Islands for the first Congratulations time. Congratulations to you! Fantastic. Seven out of ten. Good. George, We're done. Thanks for coming in. No worries. It's been a pleasure. I, I used to listen to to you guys when I used to go to school in the morning. Oh. I was at 11, eleven or twelve. Yeah. So were we. <laughs> so. No one wins. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for coming no on worries. the show. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you for the game as well. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, next week, won't we? We will. We will, we will have. A, we'll have legal representation oh, next week. That is exciting. I know. I know. But until then, we have been one life left, and we will see you in a week's time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.